I've been watching them for years, it's always been something that fit With all the animated characters that's doing their own bits With a fry who's in the future and a family guy that sucks It's a father from a Hilleberger family runs a mother Show and spies is the same guy except he totally say f And diverse Let's watch cartoons that could <laughs> Yeah, that's bananas <laughs> As rough Let's do it. Pixelated and afraid, baby. Pixelated and afraid. Um, this episode fucking rules. Uh, this is so good. <laughs> it's so, yeah. so good. I think I have the fewest notes for this one just because I got so engrossed. I was just like, I love this fucking <laughs> episode. This is my favorite. Uh, this is uh, widely... Everyone talks about this episode who's like talking about season three of The Simpsons, 33 of The Simpsons. Um, and also because it is like... In addition to it being just a really great episode, it is doing things differently. Like the thing that's so different about this is that it is all an A story. There's no B story. They're not cutting between anything else. There's not like so the the premise here is that Marge and Homer uh, are basically Bart and Lisa think that they're getting too comfortable in their life and not doing anything romantic together. And so they send them off on a couple's retreat and then mm -hmm. they decide they don't want to do it, but they accidentally crash the car car gets swept down river and they get stranded in the wilderness and they have to survive in the wilderness, um, which is awesome. Great, great idea. Um, also similar to season one's call of the Simpsons. That's kind of what happens to them. there. <laughs> very different execution. That's also one where yeah, there's no the Albert Brooks in this one. That's right. And th that's also an episode where they split the family up and have two stories going actually three, because you also got the little mini C Maggie. story where Matt with Maggie and the, and the bear. Yeah. Um, but this is like just purely only focusing on, on Marge and Homer's survival. And like, and they could have done a B story where you've got like Bart and Lisa trying to find them, like trying to figure, like mm. trying to find out where they are. But I feel like that would have undercut the direness of the situation, knowing somebody's going to try and find them, knowing that there's someone like the, the fact that there was nobody makes this right. so much more interesting to me. Yeah. Like Marge uh, even says, like the, the place that they were going to does is like, they have like a no phone policy. So nobody's yes. going to know that they didn't get there. Exactly. Like, yes. so it's just fuck. <laughs> That's right. Like, you know, um, I like the beginning though, even before they're out in the in the wilderness, like the coupley things, like the couple couple life yeah. that Homer and Marge are living. It's great. I know like Bart and Lisa are hating on it, but it's sweet. I love them. I love them it's together great. so much. I will say <laughs> that the pacing of this episode is like fucking outstanding because like we spend so much time in the house without spending a lot of time in the house, if that makes sense. And when right. we get out of when we get out of it like there's still so much of that like wood stuff which is what the episode actually is but there's so much of it but the the stuff in the house just doesn't feel rushed at all it doesn't feel rushed that they leave like none of that is it, it's paced yep. like really 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 well and you know like when this episode came out everybody was just like all about how emotional it was and how, how beautiful it is. And I was one of those people and I still am. I definitely agree. 
but I want to I want to include something else in that, which is this episode is fucking terrifying. Like, it is. They are in fucking danger the whole time. <laughs> the, the entire whole time. time. It is so scary. There's the part where they're trying to like get something to eat and they catch that fish and they they're about to lose it and it's just fucking horrifying. Homer's the trying to catch tension, it. It's, suspense. It's, it's animated beautifully like Wally Street's trying to catch it, keep up with it, and they finally catch it and they just cry. It's right. So I know. Sad. I love that so much. I love it so much. No, but yeah, it is like everything is so dire. Even like as soon as they mm-hmm. I like I love that as soon as they get into danger, they're soaking wet and and Marge like immediately realizes how dire it is. Like we need to go like we need to go now. Like we are going mm-hmm. to freeze to death if we do not figure this out immediately. Um, it's great. It's just like they they understand the stakes. They work together as a couple and the fact. But like it's also. What's great about it is that all of the stuff in the first act that Bart and Lisa were like hating on Marge and Homer being so in sync were the exact was the exact thing that saved them. Right. right like yeah, exactly. it's yeah, it's like them them working together and being such a great team and being able to communicate what they need is exactly why they were able to survive this together. Like if one if only one of them were there, they wouldn't have survived. Like if if it was mm-hmm. like it, the fact that it was both of them is the reason they survived. Um and I love that. I fucking love it so much. It is such a great, great Marge and Homer episode. Um, one of my notes is just, God, I love this fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first time I watched this episode, I remember feeling like I remember initially being like a little wary when they introduced the Wolverine. I was like, Oh, is this a shark jumpy moment? Like a Wolverine, <laughs> like a Wolverine, mm. but it works so well. It is it so, so dangerous. Well. It's scary. It's scary as shit. It's terrifying. It puts them in a really, really real situation where you actually fear for them that like when, when Marge like tries to stop it and then it like immediately goes after Marge and then like Homer just yells and it's like usually the kind of yell he would do comedically, but it's like right. it's kind of like it's kind. I talked about it in uh and when I did a Goofy movie a couple years ago, but there's a part in that uh in that movie where Goofy just like falls off the cliff, and he's not doing the normal Goofy yell. It's like an actual scream a real yell. Yeah, 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 and like that's what makes it real. And like Homer has a moment like that. I feel like. Uh, where he just like yells Marge's name because he's like, nah, man, it, it ain't going down like that. And then yeah. him killing the Wolverine is brutal as shit. The fucking like the blood on the fucking the blood. Uh, they the don't stick, they do it man. off screen, but the blood, the blood. Sick. It's sick. And then they turn <laughs> and then they turn its body into like a bag and like shoes or whatever. <laughs> they, like, turn, they just use the Wolverine's body <laughs> and they eat him too, right? I think so. Um, but uh, the I also really love the moment like they survive together. They're so in sync. They're like, even though they're stranded and everything's dangerous, they're loving their time together. And you got that one moment. You got that moment where Homer sees the park ranger mm-hmm. and he just has that moment of doubt. And I like, I really like the way they executed that because it was, it was just a moment of doubt because he's really loving what he has with his wife in that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And he, and, and then he immediately realizes, wait, 
what the fuck am I doing? And so, you know, it's right. like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, he doesn't make a massive mistake. He, he has a momentary lapse in judgment because he fucking loves his wife. Right. <laughs> like That's yeah. great. I love that. And then like, <laughs> and then like when, when he misses his opportunity, he doesn't hide it. Like he immediately goes like, yo, mm-hmm. I fucked up. Like, I like, you know, and then like Marge isn't like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you? Marge is like, man, it's all right. Like, it's okay. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> like, I, I fucking get it. get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then just that whole final sequence where they just walk and hike back to the station. And it's so beautiful. Oh, Man, my God. The, the end where, like, where he's walking, Homer is walking towards the cabin and Marge just like, nah, just. One more moment. One more. Oh, it, man. So listen. <laughs> it's so good. Man, I, listen. I am so... Uh, that whole final sequence is one of my favorite stretches. It's probably only a minute. It's probably a minute to two minutes tops of them like hiking and going through all these beautiful scenery. This, this episode is so beautiful. Incredible mm. backgrounds. Just absolutely stunning backgrounds and scenery and environments. And then... I don't know. Even just like the vibrance of the like outfits, the pink outfits they built out of the like old rugs that they found. Like, I don't know. There's something so pretty about this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love it. Love it so much. Um, Man, it's great. Great fucking episode. This is ice for my money. uh, I mean, like the more I watch it, the more I'm like, oh, this is just going to keep moving up my list of favorite Simpsons episodes every time I watch it. Like, it's just going to keep moving up. <laughs> I mean, for a while I was like, oh, yeah, this is the best since the classic era. Like, this is definitely the best since that era. But now I'm like, oh, this is like one of the best episodes. Like, this is really good. <laughs> <laughs> this is really good shit. Um, I love it. Love it a lot. Uh, you got anything else you want to tie anything else? I mean, like also if you haven't yet, like Lydia from Simpsons theory, real gyms, they made episodes, mm-hmm. they made videos about this episode. It's so good. Go watch their videos. Uh, mm-hmm. they're just like, there's so much to say about it and how great it is. And just like, I love hearing everyone sing its praises. It's excellent. 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 Yeah, episode. <laughs> cool. All right, move on. Yeah, let's do it. Boys in the Highlands. Boys in the Highlands. I also really like this episode. And it's also funny <laughs> that it's a second wilderness episode in a row. Um, different mm-hmm. contexts. Uh, it's like they, they these boys weren't really in danger. But I also... Okay, so what I think I like most about this episode is how it just gets right into the fucking action. It literally goes through the pee and then all of a sudden it feels like we're in somewhere different. Even though we know we're right outside Springfield because we can see the power plant in the distance. It's like got this this color palette that is like it's all so gray and shit. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And, uh, and it literally just starts with Willie kicking, kicking the kids out of the van and being like, all right, you got to survive. You got to like do this hike and get through this like wilderness hike or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. It's great. I just love how, and that's actually something I really love about this season. Like it feels, I don't know. I don't know how long they've gotten away from it, but like, I'm so I'm glad we're away from the first act is entirely unrelated to the rest of the episode thing oh, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. was so popular starting in like the Scully and early Gene era. Um, but I like I just like I like it when the 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 acts all tie together well, you know, and uh, this just starts starts off great. Um, I also think the 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 four boys they chose were great. Like I think a Dolph does not get enough attention in the show i like that it was him um nelson great choice mm-hmm. bart great obviously bart's got to be in it and then martin like love that you got martin in there and i think what's so interesting about those four is you've got the bullies 
you've got Martin and then you've got Bart. It's like a spectrum and Bart's sitting yeah. right in the middle of it. Right. And where Bart is not, not a good kid, not a bad kid. You know, he is mm-hmm. like, he's a troublemaker, but he's not a bully. And, right. uh, and he's a, still a sweet kid. And like, and so I really like that dynamic where he relates more to the bullies cause they're fun troublemakers, but also he's not going to go as far as them. So sometimes he has to be like, Oh, I'm kind of on team Martin this time, you know? And he's like, <laughs> he knows what that means to have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I it's a really smart, I think it's just a smart, smart set of character dynamics to focus on for this episode. Yeah, I agree. Um, I feel like we should take a moment to talk about how great, uh, great Delisle has been as Martin, right? Yeah. Um, sure, yeah. Really great. Who was the actress who played Martin before? Rusi Taylor. Rusi, yes. And like, rest in uh, peace. Mi- Minnie Mouse. Minnie Mouse, right. Incredible, incredible voice actress. Did Martin for years. But like this episode required so much real intense acting and emoting from Martin. Mm-hmm. Like almost yeah. like un- very rarely seen out of the character in the whole show. Um, and just sure, a really yeah. great job. Really, really, really great job, I think. Um, big, uh, big, big fan, big fan. There's a lot of, uh, they put a lot of, uh, expressive, expressiveness in, uh, Martin's animation, Martin's character animation in this one. And a lot of those, a lot of those sensibilities come back in last week's episode, uh, when you find out that he's in his forties. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Non-canonically, really to be simple. clear to anyone who hasn't seen it. <laughs> it's uh, not well, I wasn't, well... I wasn't gonna say that. Oh shit! My <laughs> if bad. they didn't see, if they if they hadn't seen it, then damn it, they I ruined just it. Went, Mikey, cut that out. When you fucking forty, <laughs> <laughs> sounds <cares>? about right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually quite. Sorry, go ahead. Were you, were you I was laughing. That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh. First of all, love the goat. Fucking forgot about the goat. Rewatching, I was like, oh yeah, there's this cute ass goat in this episode. Baby goats are the cutest animals in the world. I don't know how they <laughs> get so ugly when they grow up, but when they're babies, <laughs> they are the cutest thing on the fucking planet. Um, but I also want to talk about the subplot. Um, I don't think the subplot is as good, but it's a. I like the subplot here. The idea that Lisa just like, oh, I have an opportunity to be an only child. That's fun. I think that's cute. Um, mm-hmm. And it also gives... I think it gives a lot of really it's got some really great just Marge and Homer as parents moments where they're just like, OK, we'll do we're going to we're going to do this for you, Lisa. Like, you're right. You do. Yeah. You do deserve this. Um, there's a lot of that. All, there's a lot of great like hyperactive Lisa. Lisa yes. acting like, like yes. a child the entire time. It's really it's really cute. It's like shoveling the ice cream in her mouth and getting a piggyback ride and puking mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I really like the line uh, like where she, she gets sick and then she falls asleep in bed, which she's like, that's the perfect only child thing. Like it's like she loved it. But I love it. Homer says, well, we still have time to do a gender blind production of the crucible. Whatever, whatever those words mean. <laughs> it's, like, I like, it's just a perfect Homer line. He has no idea what any of those things mean. There's, there's, another, no there's another Homer line. <laughs> There's another Homer line that I really like. Uh, Lisa, I think Lisa pitches like paint and toenails. And then Homer says, do I even have toenails? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. It's a good. So I really like that. Really like that subplot. I think it's good. Um, but I do think the highlight is like the Bart and Martin stuff. Um, 
And also just like I like the I like the cult stuff. I like a good cult story. I know they're just making a movie or whatever, but like the uh <laughs> Wait. <laughs> that, that fucked up where uh uh what is Nelson says when because they find out that the that those guys are like film film students and then right. uh, Nelson says the only thing worse than nerds are film nerds. And then Dolph says my cousin with Right. And then Dolph says my cousin went to film school and now he walks dogs for a living. And I was just like, man, who the fuck wrote these, bro? <laughs> who the fuck wrote these lines, man? <laughs> so fucking funny. Jeez. Oh my god, I love it. It's <laughs> a great line, man. And that's like, and that's actually the thing that, like, I think, um, one of the things I always talk about with the season when I'm trying to hype it up is how, like. It's sweet. It's heartwarming. There's really great character stuff. This time rewatching these, I was laughing so much. And I like, yeah, even though I like, jokes. there's a lot of really good jokes. And I feel like even in my mind, I was just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. And it's different. It's not as funny. It's not as funny as my favorite Simpsons, but it's still like, I still really love what this is. And this time watching, I'm like, this is funny. Like these episodes mm-hmm. are funny. Um, Different, like different funny. I would say the humor is a little bit different, but it's still fucking funny. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I like how much we I literally like how much we learn about Martin in this episode, like how the pressure of being as like perfect as he is, is just getting to him. He's on all these drugs to focus and to like his parents are making him do everything. Uh, It's good, like really good character development for for Martin. Um, And it gives definitely him. Yeah. And it, it is is also something that they couldn't do in the '90s, like right. Not not because like I don't think they were allowed to, but because like I don't think like th- these just weren't conversations we were really having yet, like about right. like the kind of pressure that this kind of shit like actually puts on kids and like yeah. um like parents that like medicate the kids in in that in that way, uh, and do what they what they do to Martin and. I think that's a, I think that's an, just another cool thing about the evolution of the show and that it being around so long is that like uh it, it's it's around long it's been around long enough to where like even it's more like the tropes of it of their more tropey characters have been dissected like totally consistently so like now they can play with that uh like okay so how do like now that now that people have talked about the over the overachieving kid how can we take a lot of those things that people say about overachieving children and how can we give those to martin the kid that right. we have uh true yeah i think that shit is interesting i think so too um especially because martin is an interesting character and like this is like to especially especially in terms of his dynamics with other kids at school and so like this is such a cool setting uh, instead of characters to put him with to exacerbate all of those things that he has to deal with internally. It's it's cool. I think it's cool. Uh, I really, mm-hmm. really like this episode. Um, let's see. Oh, and I um, and I just like the end when he stands up to his parents and is like, I'm getting in the van with the bad kids. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> fuck, I like that. Fuck too. you, mom and dad. Um, I like, too. It's I like the little really four fact thing, too, uh, with uh Lisa, well, what the entire family is just like really chaotic. Like Bart skateboarding in the crib and his drawers. Marge is like, "I'm gonna send you back to Willie," 
and like <laughs> like I uh, forget what the fuck Maggie's doing, but then like Lisa's just kind of sitting there going through all her only child pictures. It was really sweet. Right. I yeah, that, I, so. the, I I la- I laughed a lot at that whole ending sequence where she's looking at her only child sequence, and there's including a picture of them doing the Crucible. You can see you can see Homer <laughs> dressed up in like a maid's outfit, an old school maid's outfit, and uh, and then uh, but like yeah, just the cat. I I laughed really hard at the cat attacking him. Like like oh no, Maggie, I don't do that to the cat. cat. And then the cat just starts attacking Homer. I was laughing, and then the goat comes in. I'm like oh the goat's there, and he starts eating the couch. <laughs> I don't know that chaos just like it got yeah. me. It made me happy. Yeah, that's what my note. My note <laughs> says I love the chaotic ending. Yeah, perfect, <laughs> perfect. Um, cool. You want to move on? Yeah, let's go to your. Mm. This is this is your episode. I'm so excited. The sound of bleeding gums. This is the uh, this is the Algene episode that we're covering. So he did like four this year, and this was one of them. And like I said earlier, I'm one. I'm glad he did because he's like he's the bleeding gums guy. He he created the character for the uh, for Moaning Lisa in season one. Here we are, 32 mm-hmm. years later, <laughs> 33 years later, uh, and we are following it up granted we they killed him in season six but um i remember when the i think we were texting about it last like or when it when this was happening when the when the the image came the out images. of yeah. this episode and it was it was bleeding gums playing it, first of all there was like a shot that looked like it was from moan and lisa and then second of all there was um there was him playing with the like magical music notes swirling around lisa um uh this one also you said this is the one that doesn't have the simpsons intro it just has the jazzy intro of them like playing mm-hmm. yeah nice. weird but i like it i am i'm obsessed with the opening shot once again what's something they did last week in last week's episode they also did in this one where they recreate the old style looking simpsons uh with newer animation so there's this shot uh and it's a shot of Lisa and bleeding gums on the bridge for moaning Lisa season one, but it's new mm-hmm. angles. It's a new, it's a completely new shot, same location, new shot. Uh, and they did a really good job making it look like the old stuff. Um, not as maybe not, they didn't do it as directly as I feel like they did recreating it in the new one, but yeah, but this um, was, I think this might've been the first, this is the first time I remember them doing it. Me too. Uh, I don't remember them so, doing this at all. Yeah. Um, I yeah I really really like how that looks that just and it just made me happy because that is like one of my favorite scenes in the Simpsons history is is Lisa and Ble- Bleeding Gums playing on that bridge to just see them just like do that again um it's great it's great um I agree so I think this is just such a really smart way to bring uh, leading comes back without like, you know, bringing them back, you know, uh, it was, it was cool. I, I, a, I think the inciting incident is great. It feels very accurate to the times we live in where like all of these, like these, all these like dead artists songs are being repurposed for reasons that they mm. would not be cool with, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so like, I like that that is, immediately Lisa's concerned. She's like, they're stealing his song. And that sends her down this rabbit hole of being like, trying to figure out like, how do we get the rights to this back? How do I raise a, raise a stink about this? I'm the foremost authority on bleeding gums, Murphy. And then she finds Mm -hmm. out that he has a son and she had no, that she had no idea. Um, Mm -hmm. Which I also think is perfect because 
we also obviously had no idea because it wasn't a thing in the other episodes. So to also make it so that Lisa had no idea, it's like, oh, good. No one. None of us knew. (laughs) None of us knew. knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would be it would be some shit if like Lisa was like, I gotta call his son. And yeah, they were like, exactly. What? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Everybody's like, what? <laughs> the only thing I think about is like, why wasn't he at the funeral? There's the funeral in Round Springfield where she freaks out that no one came, and so mm. I, I do think about that. But um, you know, I, I'll forgive mm. that. I'll forgive that. Um, I love the flashback scenes, just like him Monk talking about his dad and how good of a dad he was. Like even refereed my soccer games and like using the sacks as a whistle, <laughs> given the way red card. I think that's a great bit. Um, they also have some like, I mean, my, I think my one of my biggest laughs was uh, she's talking to her portrait of Bleeding Gums, right? She's talking to the portrait um, to get advice. And he's just like, well, just look him up in the phone book. <laughs> she goes, what's a phone book? <laughs> he goes, I have been dead a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny because Round, Round that, Springfield came out in '95. <laughs> that's like, and my thing, my thing is, is like the way they write bleeding gums, they contextualize it as if he's been as if he's been dead since '95. But right. like, no, nah, in the context of the show, he's been dead for like eight months, probably. Right, exactly. Like, <laughs> he hasn't been dead long. You know what I mean? Lisa, like he, he asks Lisa like, like, "What's a website?" Like, yeah, like, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that's just like I guess. I, I I'm happier with them playing with that shit than I am them like trying to figure it out. You know what right. I mean? Like, it, like it, 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 no matter what you do, it won't make sense. So it doesn't cares? work. It just doesn't work. You just have to have who fun cares? with it. Yeah. Um, okay. I was laughing. Maybe I think maybe you're laughing at this too. They have the whole lottery sequence where Kent Brockman is just like, if this one more number is it, then I'm going to win the lottery. And uh, it's goodbye to all of you. Kent Brockman already won the lottery in this show. <laughs> Remember, he won, he won the lottery years ago. <laughs> it's crazy that it almost happened again. And he's still fucking there. <laughs> Guess what he it's is? So funny. It's full of shit, uh, Kent Brockman. It's really funny. <laughs> um, yeah, it's great. I like that moment a lot. Um, I I think what I really like most about this episode, a obviously it's like Lisa feeling this like like she owes this to bleeding gums and then that like she's like i need to do this for bleeding gums and then transferring that that feeling to help out monk who is deaf which is honestly one of the coolest things about this episode is they make monk deaf they um and i think i feel like the way they walked the line of like respecting the deaf community while still telling this story of like him being able to get these implants to be able to hear his father's voice i feel like they did a really good job like walking like because that could have been like it's a different that's a difficult balancing act not to disrespect mm-hmm. like the the community and disrespect him as a person as a deaf person being yeah. like we're gonna make your life better by making you be able to hear you know what i mean right and i think i think i think what i think what what, what really helps it is uh is the scene he has where he he told like because lisa just like really is like no i have to help you and he's like yes. bro i was fine Yes. Like, you know, like, and I, I think that's the, the really important scene in it is like, Agreed. because I, when I was watching it this time, I like what Lisa and Lisa was like really pushing the light. She's like, no, we're going to do that. I was just like, ah, ah. like I, I like just like even today, I don't, yep. I didn't because rem- I didn't remember him like saying all of that to her. So I just was yep. like, ah, I don't remember this. I don't remember him doing that. That's rough. And then like, yes. but now nah, he, he immediately goes like, I didn't ask you for any of this shit. 
Like I was fine. Like, it, like you know, it's like stop acting like I'm like a charity case because I'm not. Like I, yes. they give him all of that, and I think that's that's super important. Agreed. It's not only the narrative, but like his character and like it's vital. It's vital you know, to the story yeah, working for sure. Um, yeah, it's 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 what makes it work. And then like on top of it, it's like, like I like, I like that, even though, I think. Uh, Lisa's maybe doing it for the wrong reasons initially. She's feeling this like sort of righteous attitude that she sometimes feels. And she's like, I need to do, it feels like she's doing it for her more than she's doing it for him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, but I think what's important is that like the thing, the thing that's going to be done, getting him the implants to help him. It's like, it's not about, it's not even really about like, Oh, he's like, he's going to be, he's going to be better off being able to hear. It's about this personal story of him being able to hear his father's voice. You know what I mean? And hear the song his father wrote for him. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's really what makes it work. Um, And I think, yeah, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with the way they walked that line and they made it seem like it could have gone the wrong way, but they, but they, they used that, you know what I mean? They use that in the narrative. Um, Great ending. I really like Lisa's apology. And I also love Monk just being like, I'm getting the implants. I won the lottery. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> funny that he's getting them because he wins the lottery. Um, and then I just like adore the final sequence so much where they go on the, the bridge. Song. They're on the bridge playing oh, yeah. the song. Uh, and the way it the way they visualize it coming out of the out of the the record player into his ears into his brain like through the through the implants into his brain and then you see all of those moments of his life with his dad coming coming to him oh it's good man it's good really great ending yeah. love it a lot i love the uh the the stuff with the credits over it too the song they sing uh Me the black and white stuff too. great i love great. it uh, my last note is Hugh, huge Algene dub. <laughs> it's, just, it's just such a good, Big such a good w. Um, I love this episode a lot. I almost, I feel like I should have done a video about it when it came out. Like, cause I did that. My first Simpsons video was that moaning Lisa video, never mm. thinking they would ever be able to, like they would ever have any kind of follow up. And now I kind of wish I had made that video after this one to, yeah, uh, yeah, to really you. tie them all together, you know? Um, but uh, great episode. I love I love the sound of bleeding gums a lot. Great, great, great episode. Yeah, there's a my last note is there's a line in this movie that I feel like they should have had in Elvis. Uh, what? <laughs> where uh, one of the women that we meets meet at the nightclub. He's white, man. Have you seen Elvis? I didn't watch the movie yet. No, like I saw that the- scene. <laughs> Bro, that's like the first 10 minutes of the movie, bro. Like, it's like, it's like ASAP. Like, that shit is, that shit, that shit is ASAP. Um, but nah, the one of the women that Lisa meets at the, at the, um, at the jazz, at the jazz club, she says, uh, America, America's only original art form is stealing black music. I feel like that should have been an Elvis. <laughs> For real. For real. Oh, man. Uh, good stuff. Um, yeah, great up, episode, man. great yeah, episode. I mean, even though, like, like I mean, I love, I love these episodes, love Val Jean, but like, he wrote that. He he is like an old white man wrote that line into this <laughs> jazz episode. <laughs> 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 There's no escaping it. <laughs> nah, 
I love these episodes, but that is still uh, <laughs> something to at least comment on. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk about the last one we were going to talk about. Yeah. My octopus and a teacher. I'm very excited to talk about this one um, because this is like such a long time coming. Getting getting a Kravopal replacement. Um, yeah, they kind of they they play with like, well, maybe Ned can be the teacher. Right. Maybe they Especially because have... he goes through such turmoil having lost Maud, and now they finally mm-hmm. pair him with Edna and then he loses her. So like give him something, right? That's I think that was smart. A smart uh I think there's a smart inclination, but I mm-hmm. really love what they decided to do here. Yeah, um, me too. You get a you get a really good actress who can guest star <laughs> and Carrie yeah. Washington, fam. I can't wait for more of of this Carrie fucking Washington. Who would have thought? Brilliant choice, Carrie Washington in her second voice acting role, uh, which What's is the only second only second to Cars three. Uh, (laughs) the second the second best cars movie Uh, (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah man she's fucking great the great design like real earnest character like and And a design a design that fits in the rest of springfield too right because like yeah you know when they invent these like new characters sometime they'll be like overly detailed yes they'll look Um, different than your classic characters do she looks like she fits in fits in yeah i love it Uh, i love it i also love how they opted to obviously the most important thing and the great thing about this episode is like is establishing this different dynamic she has with Bart. But I also just love how different she is than Edna. Like you, she's, she's a great character, but she's also like, Oh, she's, she's married. And she's like, actually only at the school because her, her husband, who's a bad oboe player, got a job here. And like, this is where I got to work. So she's like overqualified. She's, yeah, <laughs> she's a little overqualified for this job. Um, but she like, and she like is, She's she doesn't she isn't a character who like Krabappel feels like she's at the end of a rope. She has all of these different ideas and mechanisms and tools that she uses to try and get through to Bart because she's like really fucking good at her job. But she mm-hmm. still has difficulty doing that because there's this like this unspoken issue that between her and Bart. Like I just think it was I I think they did a really good job introducing a new kind of teacher that creates new interesting dynamics with a character we've known for 33 years it's mm-hmm. like i think and i think it could create some really cool stories going forward uh yeah yeah I, I, what i what i like is is that like it almost feels like this show is like beyond giving bart like an adult antagonist it's almost like the show yeah. kind of like oh we did that for so many years we don't yes. really have to do that anymore and now the they, antagonist now they invented in this is somebody. like yeah the antagonist is his own insecurities about what happened yeah, exactly. in this episode yeah exactly yeah and they invent somebody that that brings out a different side of bart that we haven't even seen really right like it's just like yes. how the way he's he's acting uh in this episode is is, is really is so different and it's like fascinating to see I really um, love it. Yeah, me too. Me too. This is this one has that like when I was talking about blood earlier. Bart with like nose. yeah, his fucking nose bleeds. That that shit is like I was like whoa. I know. <laughs> like it it kind of it kind of weirded me out even it, more me than too. like 
seeing like the people die in a serious flanders because i guess at least i was prepared for that like when yeah. his fucking nose started bleeding i was like whoa <laughs> you're not expecting it i forgot yeah. about it um this episode also has a great uh i think the other the other plot is great too um lisa lisa with the octopus uh it's like kind of silly and cartoony but it's it's cute um also one of my li- one of the things i wrote is like i like lisa making a documentary that feels so right like she mm-hmm. should make more she should keep doing that <laughs> so did you know that like that like documentary is like a parody yeah my, of, of uh, my my octopus teacher i've never seen it yeah. um but i uh Yes, I did know that that is like built around that. Okay, um, I didn't. I didn't find that out until today when I was watching it with my roommate. And right, he was like, "This is just like the the movie." <laughs> I've I feel I like, like I knew oh. it and forgot about it and then remembered it, but I've never seen the movie. Uh, I would mm. like to watch it. Apparently, it's very good. I've heard it's very good. Um, also, octop- octopi are just wild creatures. They are so insane, <laughs> like that they <laughs> exist. Everything about them is like doesn't make sense. It's crazy. Um. But, like, I really like the stuff with her underwater, following it around. The underwater stuff is pretty. Uh, mm-hmm. The octopus is very cute. Um, it's great. I like uh, I like her in the dock where she's, like, obviously she saved the octopus, where she's lamenting that she cannot save the octopus. And she's, like, never interfere. That's the, like, documentarian's code. And then she turns her back and the T-shirt is, like, this guy filming ducks walking right into a hippo's mouth <laughs> is like the image on her shirt. It's I, that image is so funny to me. <laughs> it's like just standing over them, watching them walk right in. Uh, really great. Um, yeah, I and I also like I think the way they introduce Miss Peyton is so smart in this because we get to hear like her inner monologue for a lot of this episode. So we really get yeah. to know this character pretty well and what she's trying to deal with and how she's dealing with this new this new location, this new place, all these new kids. Um, it's, it's great. They just did a good job. I mean, especially after all these years to introduce a new like semi-permanent character who is going to be an ongoing character, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that's like got to be hard to do this late in the game. And they they did a great job. They did a really great job. Did, yeah, I, I agree. I, I like I like this one. I like this one a lot. Um, there's a couple of things about it that made me laugh. One of them being that uh, I think Millhouse says that uh, that Bart has Skittles with milk for breakfast. <laughs> and I thought that was so sick. And yeah, then like gross. Nelson says something like, "Yeah, I told him he wasn't ready to taste the rainbow." It was like some <laughs> shit like that <laughs> that Nelson says. And uh, when Homer is first talking to Bart, and he gives him the advice to be honest, and Bart is like, "Oh shit, I think you just like really helped." And then Homer says, "Wow, I think I'm finally ready to be a dad. I gotta go tell my wife." <laughs> I wrote that down too. That was my biggest laugh of the episode. I that I wrote that down. It's such a fucking good. Such yeah. a fucking funny line. Also, like another one where Homer is great, great dad in this episode. Mm-hmm. I love. I like. I I even just loved him being like when when Bart like does reveal like, oh, I think I do have a crush on her. Uh, his advice is just, you're a kid. She's a grown up. Get over it. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, dude. Them's the breaks. That's how the world works. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other Homer line that made me laugh a lot in this one. I feel like I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one who really liked this, but there's I really liked. So when when Lisa's trying to hide the octopus and it gets in the cereal, 
and she gets it out of there and then he starts eating the cereal and it's covered in ink so his mouth's covered in ink and lisa's mm-hmm. like no yeah it's okay i'm gonna go i'm just gonna go google some toxicology stuff for unrelated reasons and, and then homer just goes <laughs> kids love google <laughs> <laughs> i like that line a lot <laughs> oh man kids do love um, google man Actually, the other line that made me laugh a lot is when when Miss Peyton is running through all of the things she's tried with Bart to try and like figure it out and get through to him. One of the things she lists is she she says she tried negging him. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that she said that. (laughs) So funny. That made me laugh a lot. It's so good. (laughs) But I like like. I really love what they do with Bart in this one because Bart is just embarrassed. Like he's he's acting out. He's a kid and he's acting out because he's embarrassed. Like he's he realizes mm. that he was embarrassed about how he acted after this person saved him. And he realizes that he's ashamed. He's ashamed that he did that. He's embarrassed and ashamed because he shouldn't have acted that way. This person saved saved his life and he feels bad about it. And so now that he has to see her every day, he's like constantly reminded of this and he's acting out because of it. Um and I think that's like a good relatable story. Like everyone's got things they think back on. They're like, why did I do that? Why the fuck did I do that? You know? Yeah, sure. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, I'm, I, I think that's really nice. It's like a good, and especially a good story for Bart for this kind of a, for, for this introduction to his relationship with this new relationship with this teacher, you know, especially given what his relate, how antagonistic his relationship was with his previous teacher to make this, the start of their relationship that he immediately already feels bad about something that he did to her. And is just like, like wants, wants to make it better, you know, like that's, I just like, it's like a good juxtaposition to the, the antagonistic nature of him and, and Edna, you know, um, it's great. And then that ending. Oh, I love that ending. <laughs> it's a great ending. Yeah. The, uh, a them, him revealing it and saying, thank you for saving me. And then, mm. And then her being like, I'm going to stay like, I'm not going to run away or whatever. And he goes, my last teacher had a trick that seemed to work. That line. I love <laughs> uh, I love it. And then I just love that the last shot is him. Like, we haven't seen him write the shit on the, on the chalkboard forever. Um, it's like they really hit like they really hit me emotionally with it. Mm-hmm. The last time yeah, they hit me emotionally with the chalkboard was after she died. Because, right, doesn't he write, like, we're really going to miss you, Mrs. K? Yeah, on the we'll board. miss you, Mrs. K, yeah. Uh, and it's just like he only writes it once. One time. Like, he doesn't oh. even write it a bunch. Oh, man. Um, man, that was uh, yeah. that was great. Fuck, I love this episode. This is a great episode. You got anything else about my octopus and a teacher? Uh, nah. I don't know. We went through everything I have. Me too. Fuck, man. I'm glad we talked about the season. This was so much fun. Um, I really had so much fun talking about the season. I'm really glad we did this. <laughs> <It's Yeah. good. laughs> and I do like that we just chose, even though like there are probably some other f- episodes that like we could have talked about. We could have um, talked about like Mars the Meanie. Yeah, and the the ways we were, like the the Mo and uh what's her name? Um uh Mo and well, I don't is it that's not like I don't want to say the wrong name Maya Maya right Maya okay. Maya yes yeah. yes because that so this is bring her back after like 15 years or whatever she was in like season 20 and that was a good episode where he mm-hmm. falls in love with this and she's a, she's a little person and they just do this great love story with them didn't work out and then they bring her back uh and it's sweet it's a sweet episode really lovely um 
what else? Portrait of a Lackey on Fire, I know, was is kind of the like that's like that has that focuses a lot on um Smithers and and his and his sexuality. And so like they brought in um what's the what's the uh writer's name? I can't remember pronounce his name. Lezebnik. Um Rob Lezebnik, who's like a longtime Simpson writer, brought in his son who is gay to help him write this story. Um, so like to make sure they, they just handled that story well. Um, which I think is, it's cool. It's like they, they put a lot of intention into a lot of this stuff, a lot of, um, a lot of thought. They like making sure they're doing things really, doing things well. Um, what else? Bart, the cool kid's a pretty good one, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. I like that one. I like that one a lot. (laughs) Yeah. That one has like, that one has like, kind of like a fuck you ending. It does. It does have a yeah. fuck you ending. That that's right. Like that fuck you ending. And we don't get that. We like. It feels like the, that was like a, that's a real thing of the past in general. But mm. man, um, oh, Pretty Widow Liar was interesting because they gave um, Brandine and also what's what's Chief Wiggum's wife's name, Mrs. Wiggum. Like they got real uh, more uh, characterization. Uh, 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 Sarah. Yes. Uh, Sa- Sarah. Sarah's. Get- Sarah. Uh, She's in a. She has her own episode. I think that's the season before. Oh, maybe I'm Uncut maybe Fems. I'm mixing it up. Maybe I'm thinking about last season's one episode with her. That's right. You're yeah, right. Uncut yeah, Femmes. Yeah. Uncut Femmes. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, girls just Shauna have fun was pretty interesting. I didn't realize Shauna was Chalmers' daughter. Is that new for that episode, or was that I already don't a thing? If that was new or not. <laughs> um, that was an interesting. That was like, and then like Homer has a like Homer has a subplot with chalmers in that which is interesting they never really paired them up but i think you're right i think marge the meanie is the one that maybe we should have also talked about because they've got that that's that that really good marge bart dynamic mm-hmm. um and uh them bonding over being bull like mean and pranking is kind of cute it's like right, right. uh yeah did jim's just do a marge and bart video is that a thing oh man look it up you're asking the number one Jim's fan. And yeah, I you watch. Yeah, you, you, how you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he did one about a month ago. Marge and Bart, the most underrated Simpsons duo. Right. Um, go okay. check out that. Go check out that one. They are a great duo. I love their episodes. In fact, I think you and I have talked. We had talked for a while about maybe doing a video about that, right? Like, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, do, do that dynamic. Of course, Jim's going to do it. Jim's going to do them <laughs> all. Jim's going to handle. Jim's going to cover this whole damn show front to back. Yeah. And we're all gonna we're all gonna like it. We're all gonna, um, <laughs> we're all gonna like it. <laughs> um, great. I'm really glad we did this though. Season 33 is really good, and like I was, mm-hmm. I'm really glad we rewatched these because it really reaffirmed how much I fucking love these episodes. Yeah, uh, I agree. This is really great. This is this is absolutely the most I've loved The Simpsons in a long time, um, and like. I'm still, you know, I'm still on the train, like watching, watching pretty much every Sunday. I'm, I'm sitting down and I'm watching. I was, I was doing it after Rick and Morty because I have to cover Rick and Morty for the pod. But, um, last week I watched both. I watched Rick and Morty wrote my script and then watched, uh, then watched the Simpsons and watching the Simpsons. I was like, I want to talk about this. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about this more than I want to talk about (laughs) Rick and Morty. Um, so I did both. So I did both nice um great season great season of tv makes me really excited about just a the last like these 
these next couple seasons and maybe the trajectory of the show towards its like ultimate end like is hopefully we just get a little a little a nice little simpsons renaissance to like finish up the series because i can't imagine there's going to be that much more right like i don't know i mean i'm hope i in my brain in my brain i am hoping we go to season 40 like to me that is like what i want i <laughs> like mm. do do 40 seasons wrap it up um and that would also probably put us around what would that do it would probably put us around 850 episodes ish that, that's crazy man about <laughs> 40 i think so because it's about 22 yeah, well, each right man, it'll probably be about f- almost fucking a thousand about 40 right no, because it's because it'd be about every five seasons, a little like every four ish seasons, you're getting a hundred episodes, right? You're getting a little under a hundred every four seasons, if they're about twenty two mm. a season. Um, okay, yeah. So We're at seven thirty one. Seven thirty one. So after thirty four, we'll be at probably a close to. Actually, if they're at seven thirty one, we're gonna be at about seven fifty. About seven fifty to end season 34, which means let's see, six times 22 is about 132. So we would be at a, we would be close. We'd be close to 900 episodes. That's (laughs) nuts. (laughs) That's nuts. Wow. Um, um, That number gets nastier and nastier the longer this show goes on. I know. Um, that is that's insane. All right, should we do our rankings? Yeah, fuck it. He's gonna, you All want right. me to just read mine while you type? Or you, Sorry. you got it? <laughs> Responding to something. Um, uh, I, I thought, you, I thought I you were it. like typing out your fucking uh, no, I had a, like, list. <laughs> I got a text that I was like, I can respond to that quick. And, um, uh, okay, I'll go first. Seven, Lisa's Belly. Six, Bart's in Jail. Five, Boys in the Highlands. Four, my octopus and a teacher. Three, the sound of bleeding gums. Two, a serious Flanders, and one, pixelated and afraid. But I gotta say, these are like <laughs> these might be my this might be my top seven if we were to do the whole season. Like this might be my top seven. You know what I mean? Like yeah, this might be. Likewise, yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, so I got seven. Bart's in jail. Six, my octopus and a teacher. Five. Uh, the Sound of Bleeding Gums, four, Boys in the Highlands, three, Lisa's Belly, two, A Serious Planners, and one, Pixelated and Afraid. At the same nice. top two. Same top same two. Top Hell two. yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, these are really great episodes. Um, I hope if you guys, I hope you guys follow it along. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I just like, I hope, I'm really encouraged because after I made that video, I'm getting a lot of people being like, I'm going to check out some of these episodes you talked about. And I'm like, yes, this is exactly what I wanted. Like, this is what I, this is why mm. I made this video is to like, A, talk about how great this new one was, but also B, to be like, you guys, check out these new Simpsons. They're, they're good. <laughs> and, right, yeah. Um, so I hope this also inspires y'all uh, to have watched these episodes or maybe after you've listened to this, be like, I'm going to go watch those episodes. Um. And if you did, please comment, talk about them. I want, we want to talk to yeah. you guys about yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, Throw in the comments. If you're on the Patreon, talk to us there. Um, I really, really enjoyed this season of television, uh, especially these episodes. These were all so strong. Um, and this is like a third of the season. Like just like a, a third of the season being this strong is like, cool. Love it. Love it so much. Um, 
you got anything else? Anything else you want to you plug or talk about with the seasons thirty season thirty three of The Simpsons? Uh, nah, man. You know, I don't never got nothing to plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, we already know, we already watch, talked about gyms and and Lydia's stuff. Yeah, we plugged them. Yeah, go go watch again, Lydia and Jim. Reminder. Yeah. Um, and more great Simpsons talk. I uh, and yeah, I guess check out if you haven't seen it. Check out my uh, I did a Simpsons video. I'm gonna try to do more Simpsons mm-hmm. videos. I really love I really love talking about the Simpsons. None of my Simpsons videos seem to pop off, uh, even though I think that they're last, very, that last, I, that's the, that, that that's your best video. It's doing good. Like, oh, you, like think it's, you think it's my best video ever? Like ever. That's high praise. <laughs> high praise. I, I am proud of it, and ever. it's crazy because I cranked it out so fast. I literally like the night before. I had my I my shout out to Joe Murphy, one of my my editors. He's great. Um, he, I had him, I had him booked for the next day and I was like, well, I should finish the script tonight. So we have it ready. And I sat down and I rewatched the episode and that just like, it just flew out of me. That script flew out of me. I was like, I got so much to fucking say. (laughs) Uh, and afterwards I was like, I'm glad I got this done, but I, and I, and I, I had a, I had a, I had a feeling it was good. I think I texted you and I was like, dude, I think this is a good script. (laughs) And, uh, Mm. And but it wasn't until I watched the cut the next day that I was like, "Fuck yeah, this is great! I'm really proud of this. I'm really proud of this." And nice. I mean, you'll see it. You'll have seen it already if you guys are watching my shit. But tomorrow, I'm dropping tomorrow from the day I'm recording this. I'm dropping a Tukin Birdie video, my first Tukin Birdie video since season mm-hmm. one. Tariq edited it for me. He did a fucking great job. I'm glad he edited it because he loves that show, so he yeah, knows what to use. Um, and I'm proud. I'm really proud of that video too. Hope it pops off because Tuca and Birdie deserve everything. Yes, um, they do. But I'm excited. Like I feel like these back to back. I got these back to back bangers that I'm really happy about and proud of. After just being like, all right, another Rick and Mo- I'm I'm happy with my Rick and Morty videos, but like, just like Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty every week. <laughs> like, mm. Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah. I um, I'm excited that uh, I got to got to branch into some other stuff for the first time in a month. <laughs> <laughs> um. Cool. Cool, cool. All right. Should we should we call it? Should we call yeah, let's it? Call it, man. We gave him two and a half. Oh, we gave him two and a half on seven episodes. Dude, that's we insane. <laughs> we know we can't. this is why we need to split these things up. Like Yeah, we need to we can't help ourselves. This is getting ridiculous. We really can't. I mean, we were we were talking about how we did three and how crazy it was that we did three and a half on on 13 episodes of season one of the Simpsons. We just did two and a half on seven episodes. Well, eight, I guess eight because series finders is long, but still like seven, seven stories. Mm-hmm. <sighs> wow. We're, we're really good at this. We're really good podcasters. Tell your friends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Uh, I guess with that, I would like to thank uh, Carrie Feek for our amazing artwork. I would to think, like mm-hmm. to thank Jake Neutron for that theme song that you heard Tariq singing a little earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. I would like to thank Michael Yunez for producing and editing the podcast and being our co-host on After Dark. If you have not checked out our Patreon, please check us out. Uh, we have a lot of bonus episodes. We always got Mikey and baby... Once you get Mikey, you're going to be sad when he's not there every time. <laughs> every time. Uh, I want to thank Tariq for talking about The Simpsons with me. That was really the whole reason we started this podcast because we couldn't shut the fuck up about The Simpsons on a voice that's call. True. We're yeah. like, we should talk. We should talk. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, thanks thanks for, for joining me every, every single time. Um, and thanks to all of you for listening and supporting the pod. We love you. We appreciate you. Uh, and in addition to that, 
you very much. All right, yeah. <laughs>